0: From the talking heads on TV to the one coworker who knows everything to the guy in the bar who tends to know when you're going to draw Social Security. What do you think? We took to the streets to ask regular folks about retirement and how they are preparing. That and more coming up. Welcome in to Sound Path Through Retirement with Ben
1: Koval and Matt Liebarger. Welcome to the show. This is Sound Path Through Retirement. I'm your consumer advocate, Gary Nolan. And here to help you take charge of your money is Ben Koval, Matt Lieberger with us each week at this time and their firm is sound path retirement strategies thank you for joining us spending part of your weekend with us a little bit about ben and matt they over 10 years experience they are fiduciaries which means by law they have to have the best interest of their clients and all the things we discuss on the show the things that you want to talk to ben and matt about when you come see them like retirement income strategies wealth accumulation asset protection long-term care and so much more I'd like to welcome Ben and Matt in. Hey guys, how are we doing this weekend? Doing great, Gary, hey, how are Gary. you? We're doing good, so we actually took to the streets. We uh, sent out uh, Dave Perkins, he drew the short straw and <laughs> had to go <laughs> on the street and talk to people. Uh, the good news is he did not get a tag, he did not get maced, nobody punched him in the face or anything, <laughs> so it's all good. But anyway, that's a good day on the street. It was a good day on the street. <laughs> now, we spent a lifetime preparing for retirement or do we? Now, again, we sent Dave to the streets and asked people about their plans for retirement, retired preparedness According to the Transamerica Center for Retirement Studies, only 17% of workers are confident that they have enough money to retire comfortably. Now, 56% of these workers plan to work past 65 or don't plan to retire at all. So I'm going to play the first clip for you. i get you guys to comment, see if this is typical of the things that you guys hear. Well, it's a pretty comprehensive plan that takes into account um, all of our assets, real estate, everything.
0: I'm going to work as long as I can. And then I'm going to enjoy my grandchildren, great-grandchildren. That's my plan.
2: I've got rental properties, and stock count, savings, bonds.
1: Um, we are saving money out of our monthly paycheck and trying to slowly start building up a savings. Pretty typical. What do you, what do you guys hear from your, your folks?
0: So we always ask people when they come in to give us, uh, bring in what their plan is. Um, so what is their, uh, what have they been doing? What's their plan? How are they going to structure income in retirement? When are they going to retire? All of that stuff. And it's pretty common to get a very wide range of answers. The I, I missed the one that I'm playing the lottery. because that's yeah. Well, yeah, you know, I talked about the story of the guy in Vegas who was just going to bet on NFL games. And that was his retirement plan. <laughs> exactly. Right? And so some of them are are better than others, but generally what we see is when you're in your 20s, 30s, and 40s, your plan is usually less intentioned, uh, meaning that the goal is you have a 401k, you're going to contribute to the 401k, there's a match, you're going to some set target date funds or something, and then just kind of hold your breath. Uh, some clients actually go through and they want to invest in the stocks that they want to invest in. They'll create what's essentially a junk drawer of investments. Mm-hmm. They'll have... 150 different stocks that don't really correlate to each other or diversify much. And so that was a plan. But now once you get into retirement, the planning part of it needs to be the forefront. You need to figure out what are you doing now? How are you doing it? What's the taxation of what you're doing? And how does everything holistically come together? And so all those answers that we just saw was very common to what we hear. And even people who say, yeah, we've got a great plan. We've got rentals, we've got bonds, we've got stocks. Okay. But how are you using all of those? Right. And that's where the answer typically falls off to Mm. Uh, I mean, in retirement. Mm -hmm.
2: Yes. Well, I, I think a key thing too, is when people come in, to our offices. And many of them always wonder, wonder like, did I do this right? And I I think one key thing, you know, Ben talked about the junk drawer of all different types of stuff. I always encourage people, you know, you've done well, you've, you've saved up and your junk drawer looks very different than the other person that just left before you came in. Uh, But the key now is when you turn that page to retirement, how do we uh, structure this with a clear, coherent, comprehensive uh, retirement strategy moving forward? And an independent strategy. That's kind of the important
1: part of it. Uh, and a pile of a pile of statements is 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 certainly not a plan. How about the guy that uh, has the uh, you know the metal detector thing on the beach? That, that's a good strategy too. <laughs> don't you think? That, that should work for him. <laughs> I'll I don't... mock him until he digs up a huge gold nugget, and I'm done mocking him. I know. Yeah. And they say, here, take that. See, I was right. Uh, let's. Talk, we're going to talk about annuities. Of course, everybody's got an opinion on annuities, and mm-hmm. here's what this gentleman had to say.
2: What are your thoughts on annuities? I don't like them. Why? Why do you not like them? Well, annuities t- tend to
1: Pay the broker or the salesperson a lot of money, and anything that pays a big commission is not generally good for the client. Yeah, there's a varied opinion of, of annuities, and that gentleman was particularly negative. But I don't think he has a full picture, guys. <laughs>
0: am I right? I like him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. well, he's not wrong. Right. So here's the thing: annuities have a bad rap, and they do. They've earned that that reputation. And one thing that he just mentioned is a, a big one. You know, different investments will pay a financial planner different things. Uh, Sometimes there's placement fees, sometimes there's commissions, sometimes it's just, you know, straight percent management fees, whatever it is. And that's the big problem that you run into with annuities is this potential of conflict of interest. Now, not all annuities are created equal, though. And that's one thing to keep in mind. There's really two different camps of annuities uh, when it comes to an overall retirement plan. You know, Matt and I, all we do is retirement planning. We don't have 20, 30, 40-year-old clients. All of our clients are either retired or close to retirement. So we live and breathe these questions. This is one of the most common ones that we get when people come in to see us. Now, uh, the one camp of annuities is essentially you're trying to insure for something, whether it's long-term care, whether it's uh, longevity risk. That's how most people view it, right? You get an annuity and it's going to be a pension. It's going to last for as long as you last. So if you live older than anybody post NOAA, right? You're 140 years old, you're still going to be getting that income stream. Now, that insurance element of it typically comes with things like high fees, low returns, limited liquidity, limited options. And at uh, one point, when you start taking the income, it's essentially no return. there's nothing else that you can do. That's usually what people think of when they think of annuities. Now, those ones typically don't fit very well for most retirees, in my opinion, because you sacrifice a lot of control. And you also, when you take that that income stream to, let's say, life expectancy, age 85, your return typically hovers around 1% to 2% per year. Not a great investment if we've got, let's say, 30 years of a retirement and you're getting 1% or 2% per year on that money. That's, that's not great. Now, again, if you live to age 105 and that return goes to 4%, yeah. still not fantastic, but a, a little bit better. So that's one camp of it. The second camp of annuities are annuities that are meant for accumulation purposes, that they're trying to grow. Uh, these are ones that there's not an expectation that there's going to be a lifetime of income coming from it. It's going to just grow grow to a certain dollar amount. And then at the point that that uh, matures, or the surrender value is equal to the cash value, then you're going to take that money and do something else with it, rolled it into CDs or stocks or income or, or whatever the case is. Now, those annuities are are more harmless than the insurance ones when it comes to things like fees. An accumulation annuity, when it's structured properly, shouldn't have fees attached to it. It should be able just to be essentially like a CD type vehicle for you. And you can create ladders from that. So it really depends on which side of this camp that you're working with. And they each have their pros and cons. And uh, where whether it fits into a retirement portfolio is really unique to that individual. Yeah. If I have someone that walks
2: in and says, I either just blanketly says, I hate I hate annuities or I love annuities. I tend to think that they don't realize that there's multiple different types of annuities. So right
1: yeah. 877-249-6900. Eight seven seven two four nine sixty nine hundred. 249 I want to play one more clip for you. Now, this is someone who's uh, a little younger. This this is interesting. I think I like this one. Now, you're probably a long ways away from retirement. But do you think about it? Is that kind
0: yeah, of... Yeah, I mean, of course. I mean, I do have a retirement plan set up, of course.
2: Do you... Uh- Do you aggressively contribute to that, or how have you got that set
0: up? Well, I do um, 300 a month. So you're actually
2: thinking about retirement then.
0: Yeah, I mean, I can't work all my life, and these bones don't hurt that. These (laughs) don't work.
2: (laughs) Do you worry about Social Security being there
1: for you?
0: Yeah, because they're using Social Security for other needs that's not supposed to be met for that.
1: So. Well, I'm impressed with that young lady. She's already saving for retirement, and she's concerned about Social Security. And a lot of folks in their you know 20s and 30s are, are are
0: concerned about it. Am I right, guys? Well, yeah, and and probably rightfully so. We have no idea what Social Security is going to look like in 10 years, let alone in 40 years. Uh, the the big thing with Social Security is for people that are older, it's likely not going to have big impact. It's likely going to continue on. It's going to be fixed. Congress will do it in 2030, you know, whatever the case is. I mean, the big thing about Social Security right now, though, is when to take it. Between 62 and 70, that's essentially the, the window of time. And the, way, the more that you wait, the more the benefit grows for you. And it will also increase with cost of living. So you know, if you're growing from 67 to 70 at 8% per year, just on a base Social Security plus inflation, it can be a significant increase to the amount of money that you can draw. And then it keeps compounding up as as you get older. But I mean, the truth is that all of these things have have to be holistically viewed. So during the radio show, we always have 10 spots that we leave open. These are for people that really want to sit down, get a good understanding, a true understanding of what they've got, what they're looking for. Uh, One example would be if you have an annuity and you're not sure if it's a life annuity, insurance annuity, or if it's an annuity meant for accumulation. We can give you a true understanding of what that is, what it's meant to do, and how you might want to use it here in the future. Now, most of our plans work best for clients that have over a million dollars, but we never turn anyone away that wants to sit down and have a true understanding of what they're trying to do and what their retirement needs to look like. So for those first 10 callers, we're going to give a completely free complimentary meeting either in our office in Bellevue or Mount Lake Terrace or remote. If you just want to do it virtually, we can do that as well and and to help give you that clarity. We'll also give you a copy of my book, The Little Book of Big Answers for Retirement Planning Success, that I wrote specifically designed to help retirees answer some of these very basic questions when it comes to retirement planning.
1: All right. Thank you, Ben. 877-249-6900. That's the number. 877-249-6900. Just get a hold of Ben and his team at SoundPath Retirement Strategies, 877-249-6900. Standing by, ready to talk to you, get yourself a more
0: confident plan for retirement. All right, what's coming up next? So next, we're going to be talking about income. Creating income in retirement is crucial. The question becomes, how can we generate regular and dependable income, regardless of what markets end up doing? We'll break it down when we come back.
1: Welcome back to the show. This is Sound Path to Retirement. I'm your consumer advocate, Gary Nolan, and they're back to help us take charge of your money. Ben Koval, Matt Lieberger with us each week at this time on 97.3 Cairo News Radio. Thank you for joining us. A little bit about Matt and Ben, over 10 years experience. They are fiduciaries, which means by law they have to have the best interest of their clients. And all the things that you hear during the show are the things that Ben and Matt will speak to you about when you come see them like retirement strategies, accumula- accumulation wealth strategies, asset protection, and so much more. All right, so we are going to get in some uh, strategies that help you can provide regular dependable income in retirement, we have a whole list of
0: them. Guys, why don't you start off with uh, pension or annuity? So this is something that is fleeting. Not very many people have pensions anymore. So unless you work for the federal government, the state government, uh, Boeing still has some of them for the people that have been there a little bit longer. Uh, pensions are gonna, going to go by the wayside here, but when it comes to overall retirement income versus kind of overview, you need to look at what your forced taxable events are first. So tax always has to be a, a conversation; It has to be on your mind when it comes to when you're drawing things, how you're drawing things, and what you're end up doing for the long term into retirement. Pensions are of course forced taxable events; you will be taxed on them. An annuity, like we talked last segment, this is an annuity designed for insurance purposes. So this is a lifetime of income that is going to be taxable as well, unless it's in a Roth, which don't don't put your Roth in a life annuity, please. Uh, We'll we'll talk about why that might not make sense uh, when you come in to see us. But uh, pensions or annuity can create that stabilization. Now, one big issue that most pensions have is cost of living adjustment. Unless you have it with uh, a government agency, you're not increasing with cost of living, which means that spendable power is decreasing over time. So you'll need to build in that inflation metric somewhere else. But that's one source that can give you, you know, stabilized and structured income. Now, on the annuity side of this, just as kind of a side note, uh, an insurance annuity or a life annuity typically only fits for when people are you know, crying in the corner of their bedroom every time the market goes down. Then you know maybe a life annuity fits, but generally speaking, you're better off going into more like ladders or something else, which we'll talk about later on.
1: All right. So what else now? We know about Social Security benefits, and they provide a great source of guaranteed income. We know about that. Let's jump ahead, withdrawal strategies, because that that's critical. Right? Am I right? And how you withdraw your money, sequence of uh, of returns, right?
2: Yeah, and sequence of returns risk is a major thing to think about when you're dealing with uh, withdrawal strategies. So one very popular strategy that's out there that probably many of our listeners have heard especially if they've listened to us and you know heard heard Ben raise his voice every once in a while 4% rule Yeah, is the 4% rule <laughs> right. and uh you know and and, and this idea is, whether it's 4% or what have you m- many people simply choose a percentage uh for various reasons you know i'm sure there's some math put behind it but they choose a percent uh, of their income to draw out every month. And and the goal is to not run out of money. And of, and of course, the 4% rule came into being uh, with, uh, you know, William Bain thing, saying, uh, you know, looking at the history of returns based on the stock market over the last 100 years, averaging 8 plus percent and, and, and you know, and, and bond rates, you know, looking at the interest rates at, at 4 plus percent. You know, thought, hey, if you pull four percent conservatively, if you have a fifty fifty balance portfolio, then you'll never run out of money for the rest of your life. And the issue, is, Gary, as you just said it, the sequence of returns can kill you on that. If the years immediately preceding your uh, retirement happen to not be great, you can see that 4% rule leave you broke uh, as opposed to uh, leaving good amounts of money for your beneficiary. So we, we definitely want to look at withdrawal strategies, but there's a lot smarter ways of doing it. Uh, We, we want to be able to have a plan that is, is structured enough so that you don't deal with that uh, income volatility of, you know, one year, everything's doing great and your 4% is nice. And the next year is horrible. So you have to tell your significant other, let's tighten the belt and lower our income. And, you know, and then the third year, it's back to being good, and you take, give yourself a raise again. There are much better ways to prepare for this, but yes, withdrawal strategy is one of the key items that uh, Ben and I work through with our our clients.
1: I want to remind everybody: this is Sound Path through Retirement. I'm your consumer advocate, Gary Nolan. With me, Ben Koval, Matt Lieberger. With us each week at this time, there with Sound Path Retirement Strategies. I want to give you the phone number. Get on their calendar. Get that comprehensive, no cost, no obligation review. 877-249-6900. six nine hundred, eight seven seven two four nine six nine zero zero. We're going to talk about ladders next. Now we're not. Now we're not advising you to go up in the ladder and clean your gutters. No, let no. <laughs> that's not that kind of laddering. Uh, talk about laddering for our investors.
0: So before we go into ladders, I wanted to hit one thing on Social Security. Oh, I sure, go right we, ahead. We yep. beat that yep. one. Yep, we, we beat that one to death. But the one thing about Social Security that a lot of people miss, no, two elements of it, is the fact that compounding cost of living adjustment makes a big difference by delaying. But the second is that a lot of times people make decisions on Social Security based on a vacuum. They'll look at the Social Security value itself and how it relates to the income and the growth, and they'll decide when to take Social Security based on that. Or they'll base it off of a fear that Social Security is going to go away. You know, I always say the pub advice, the guy in the bar who's saying, it's not going to be here, so take it now. It's it's likely going to be here. Uh, But the other element that gets most times completely missed is the taxation element of Social Security. You are taxed on Social Security. So drawing it at 62 when you retire at 62 means that you are forcing a taxable event at the first point of retirement when we might want to be doing things that are going to be more tax efficient in the long run, like Roth conversions. So make sure you holistically plan Social Security. All right. Now over onto the bond ladder side or ladders in general. When it comes to the The way you can structure consistency through your assets, you know, Matt talked about how the 4% rule doesn't typically work well because it's guesswork. And it's guesswork because you're either going to be in stocks, which can lose money, or bond funds, which can lose money. Which, by the way, right now, bond funds are objectively one of your absolute worst investments. They simply lose money as interest rates go up. And if anybody here thinks that interest rates are done going up, no. They're not. We still have inflation. We still have problems. Interest rates will continue to rise. So your bond funds are going to continually lose money while that happens. So that dynamic doesn't quite lead to stability or or consistency. So a ladder would be instead of looking at it from a bond fund perspective, you're taking money and putting it into intervals in interest rate or equity-based vehicles that have protections on the downside. So for example, like a CD ladder. CD ladders were huge in the 90s. They haven't been a big thing for the last twenty years, rightfully so, CDs have been earning point nothing. Yeah, right. In twenty twenty, we got a low on the t- ten year treasury, half a percent per year. Yep. Nobody wants to invest at half a percent for ten years. We can currently get CD rates up at five, five and a half percent on even you know six month to a year CDs. Ladders are starting to become more prevalent when it comes to the CD element. Now, the good thing about these is you can create and structure consistency of your income while also having things like inflation protection and growth mindset and not necessarily sacrifice so much on that top end by creating the correct time horizons for it. So ladders are typically what most of the clients that come and see us end up doing is some version of it because it can create more of that consistency. But again, it doesn't mean you have to sacrifice growth. You'll just have to look at the balance between your liquid needs and and what the, the options are in terms of interest rates.
1: All right. another income strategy would be dividend uh, paying stocks. And we talked about this in previous shows, uh, dividend aristocrats, those safe companies that have providing dividends for a lot of years. I guess you want to look at those too, right?
2: Yeah. I mean, dividend paying stocks can provide a regular stream of income uh, in retirement. Relatively mm-hmm. regular. Yeah. <laughs> Relatively it's regular. All, it's all relative. Um, you're right, guys. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, the, the the issue with, with uh, dividend paying stocks, at least that uh, I've, I've heard in, in recent times is that, I, I don't know, I I feel like I've kind of been seeing a decline in those compared to
0: yesteryear. Ben, have you been hearing the same thing? Yeah, I mean, dividend-paying stocks have been decreasing their dividend payouts for decades now. They're not what they used to be. And the big issue here is that you're sacrificing growth to get to those dividend stocks. So you're not getting great return on it, and you're also not growing on an accumulation side on it, typically. So they don't fit great, and then it also becomes inconsistent in forced-taxable events. So the dividends will be what the dividends are for that year, and you're going to be taxed on whatever they end up dividending to you. So it makes it somewhat difficult to have more of a consistent tax strategy yeah. as well.
2: And historically, there's been some that have been golden children, but yeah. I think as you turn that that page and you get into retirement, uh, I, you know, I think there's better ways to to look for consistency.
0: Well, and the world changes. AT T great dividend stock, and you know, it, its its world has changed. Yeah. So you know, it all it all just changes. But this is where it comes down to. Every client needs to structure out what their income is going to look like, not just now, not just in five years, not just in 20 years, but all the way through what retirement is. Structuring that level of specificity and income can create significant uh, visibility into your tax strategy and into where you need to put your overall asset base. So again, we always have 10 spots open for clients to call in and to get on our calendars completely complimentary to go through what does a realistic lifetime income plan look like. Do you have to use things like life annuities? No. Do you have to, you know, live off of ramen? Likely not, but we do need to create consistency and we need to look at what options you have to create what that plan ends up looking like. Now, when you come in and see us in this complimentary meeting, we'll go through what an example of an income consistency looks like throughout retirement. We always take clients to age 100 simply to make sure you're not going to run out before you die, not because we necessarily think you're going to live that long. I'm sure everybody will, yep, but uh, of <laughs> we also do a fee report. Take a look at what are you currently paying in fees? What are you paying for your current advice? And what's the risk that you're really taking on that advice? And that will help give you a good understanding of what the process needs to look like moving forward for your retirement to be safe, safe and stable. Now, again, these plans typically work best for clients that have over a million dollars, but we don't turn anyone away who wants to sit down and talk about this. So shoot us a call. We'll give you a free copy of my book to get a good understanding of some of the basic answers into retirement. And we'll be able to go through on what a better plan might look like for you. 877-249-6900.
1: Ben and Matt and his team at SoundPath Retirement Strategies are standing by 877-249-6900. One more time. I know you've got some free time this weekend, so do it right now, 877-249-6900. All right, guys, take a short break. What's coming up next?
2: We just outlined some strategies to generate dependable income in retirement. This time, we'll highlight some key items to make sure to include in your budget.
1: Welcome back to the show this is sound path to retirement i'm your consumer advocate gary nolan and they're back with us to help you take charge of your money ben koval matt leiberger there with sound path retirement strategies thank you for joining us on 97.3 cairo news radio so glad you're here if you are just joining us a little bit about ben and matt they have over 10 years experience they are fiduciaries a very important distinction when you're looking for a financial advisor Because by law, they have to have the best interests of their clients. And all the things we discuss on the show are things that Matt and Ben will speak with you about when you visit with them. You know, things that are on your mind. Maybe you're in that retirement red zone or maybe you're retired already, but you're concerned about wealth accumulation, asset protection, and long-term care strategies. All these things are vitally important to retirees and pre-retirees. All right. So when planning for retirement, it's important to create a budget. I said a bad word. I said budget. Budget yeah it takes yeah, me you did budget. <laughs> yeah don't tell my wife your she wife does doesn't not like, like that, that, that are, are there only four, are, are I,
2: there only four letters in that word
1: yeah i think so my <laughs> wife does not like that word so you know what do i'm gonna <laughs> change what call how about a spending plan you like that better i like that better <laughs> anyway you need to take into account all these things so you know as you go through your golden years you got to consider all your expenses i'm sorry guys listeners this is important though so let's take the number one uh cost for most people is housing costs
2: yeah and 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 it is interesting when you begin to talk with retirees or pre-retirees about this word budget uh, so many people spent their lives especially early on if they if they were wise you know budgeting and saving for retirement and then often by the time they hit the prime of their careers You just didn't have to budget anymore. Or if you're Gary's wife, you just never have to budget. (laughs) Um, But uh, that's only because Gary's always in the prime of his career. Oh, yeah, that's Uh, right. Yeah, uh, (laughs) Yeah, of course. But once once you look at retirement again, it's it's important to pull back out that spreadsheet and and, and look at these costs. And so housing costs, everyone knows to think about this. Uh, It includes your mortgage or your rent payments, depending on what your situation is. Uh, You want to make sure you include property tax, utilities, all those things that can really just sneak up on you. Uh, Maintenance expenses is is something that many people, I don't think, put away or or allocate within their budget every year. But things come up.
0: So these are things we all need to look at uh, when it comes to housing costs. Well, and this also becomes a decision point on what to do when you get into retirement. So one of the more common questions that we get asked is, what do I do with my mortgage? Should I pay it off? And the answer is almost universally no. Yeah. You, You shouldn't. There's good debt and there's bad debt. Mortgage costs, typically you got it a number of years ago when interest rates were low. Probably not the best financial decision paid off. Now, that being said, sometimes it is the best for your peace of mind. Maybe you just don't like having that debt looming over your head. In that case, just make sure that you have a structured plan on how you're going to be paying that off and make sure it's not compromising or jeopardizing what your retirement needs to look like. Let's talk
1: about health care expenses. We know long-term care is uh, very expensive. And I read somewhere, it was a two out of three people over 65
0: at some point are going to need uh, long-term care coverage. Am I right? Uh, sort of. Uh, th- this is a stat that's been out there for a long time, but the issue is that they are including like hospice care right. into that statistic. Mm-hmm. If you're looking at the average American needing long-term care cost after nine months, it's like 17 percent, oh, okay. something like that. Right. So long-term care is definitely a conversation to have. So first, there's a couple elements with this healthcare expenses. First one being long-term care. The risk in long-term care is that a, a spouse will bankrupt another spouse. That's okay. the biggest concern here. Mm-hmm. And so insurance policies can structure to help avoid that, not necessarily completely get rid of it, Uh, not typically a fan of long-term care insurance policies, how they traditionally get get written and and sold. It is a conversation that needs to be had and what your alternatives look like, but that needs to be at least built into the plan. The other element when it comes to healthcare expenses is the dynamic between an early retirement and Medicare. When Medicare comes in, health expenses is relatively low, and Medicare is not a bad insurance plan. At all, especially for what you're paying for it. But if you're retiring at 62, then you've got three years before. Medicare comes into play. And sometimes we find that clients create artificial boundaries to retirement based on things like healthcare. Well, I can't retire at 65 because Medicare is not in yet. Well, there's there's alternatives. You can still retire. You'll just need to front load some money for these first couple of years to cover the additional medical expense. Because at the end of the day, the one thing that we have no control over is our health. We have no idea how long we have on this planet. You know, you could be the most fit person in the world and still, you know, develop cancer. So if you can retire, if you have the income to retire, don't let arbitrary dates or times or ages prevent you from walking out that door. Enjoy your life. You spent so many years building for this. Now's the time to use it. Yeah. One one other thing you're talking about on front-loading as well, because you're hundred percent right.
2: You know, when you can retire, retire, uh, enjoy life. But also Ben, we've had people that have said, Hey, uh, I am 65. It's not about front-loading for healthcare, but uh, I want most of my money up front while I'm I'm in my go-go years, right. When I'm running around and you've often mentioned going, well, hold on a second. Like uh, when we look at a holistic retirement up to age 100, yeah, early on you might be spending more money in travel, but later on you're going to spend a little bit more money in healthcare. So it's really a trade off too when you're planning for your distribution strategy. Right. All right. Let's go through a, a couple more here uh, transportation costs. Yeah, this is something uh, where people do have to plan in retirement on transportation. I, I have some people who make a conscious plan to go down from two cars to one car when both people are uh, retired. Sometimes they go down to no car and they're using public transportation. Uh, but this just means we have to uh, to look at everything from, you know, what are you paying for gas? If it's, you know, two cars or one car maintenance, if you're going to keep a car or if it's public transportation, Um, You know, take that into account and also account for inflation as you're planning throughout your retirement, because uh, costs are going to are going to change. So we need to holistically look at this.
0: Well, this becomes the, one of the keys to budgeting into the step off in retirement. A lot of times clients will ask me, how much do I need in retirement? And I can't answer that, (laughs) but also it's almost impossible for the client to answer that. You've never been retired before. So how do you know how much money you really need to do the things that you want to do? Magic eight ball. Right. But this is like transportation costs is one of those things that shows you don't usually need a hundred percent of your pre-retirement income to be able to survive some things are just going to be significantly less expensive and your hobbies typically aren't overly expensive either. A lot of people go into things like gardening, you know, unless you're going crazy, you're likely not going to spend significant amount of money there. Food and groceries. You know, guys, this is, I live with my, my
1: wife. Uh, My son lives with us with his two kids this is my number two expense.
0: The cost is huge, you know,
1: especially lately, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, this I kind of bundle in together with like entertainment and, and all of that normal living things, right? What are your subscriptions that you're paying into for internet and, and all of that? Food and groceries are always there. They were there before you retired. They're there once you retire. Make sure you take a look at it and real realistically understand what you're doing. How often do you go out to eat? what do those expenses look like and so that one's pretty pretty mundane and and you know relatively smooth it doesn't usually change much getting into retirement have you guys been to the movies lately i took the, I took the grandkids to the movies
1: <laughs> with my wife you know get the giant popcorn and the i i, I think it was like 80 bucks it was crazy it really yeah, it's was. expensive
2: i just live on ramen
1: <laughs> good for you you bring ramen to the movie yeah theater. I, I sneak ramen in my jacket and eat dry so ramen you're the guy today. that that's crunching as the movie's going on hey, who's that Great. guy crunching ramen in there by the way the show is sound path for <laughs> retirement i'm your consumer advocate gary nolan with me ben koval matt Lieberger. with us each week at this time again i want to give you the phone number to get on their calendar it is 877-249-6900 877-249-6900 all right debt repayment there's another one Debt repayment. As we always say, this is this is a, a question that that always gets discussed.
2: Uh, um, you know, Ben mentioned it earlier in one of the previous segments, there is good debt and there is bad debt. Uh, if you have outstanding debts, these are things we need to talk about. We're going to need to factor in the cost of making those payments. Uh, are there certain things like credit card that have such predatory outstanding? Interest rates that we need to pay those off as you're entering into retirement? Or is it something like a mortgage that you refied a couple of years ago? And, you know, right now it's on a 30 year term, and you'll pay it off at 108. But right. uh, we probably don't need to pay off that debt. So, oh,
0: so yeah. this is just part of the conversation that, 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 that we're going to have. Right. Well, and, and. The debt repayment can be the one that actually creates a realistic barrier to retirement. You know, if you're carrying $80,000 worth of credit card debt, you don't want to retire into that credit card debt. So that might be we need to create a very specific plan before you retire. You have that paid off. One thing I do want to go back on on the entertainment side is what is arguably one of the most important elements of those go-go years, and it has to do with travel. Mm -hmm. You know, some things are going to be pretty consistent, food and entertainment, those types of things. But your travel expense is something that needs to be built in pretty Um, a pretty healthy budget into. Now, everybody travels different. You know, most people when they retire, don't think they're going to go and have a a great weekend in Fife. And that's what their travel plans are. That's, (laughs) that's not usually it, right? It's going to see grandkids. It's going to Europe. It's going to New Zealand, all these different places that you never went to before, never had the opportunity to, whether it was time or expense. So make sure that as you're going through the budget, you are putting in a healthy amount of money for what that's going to look like. And maybe you do it with uh, small trips. You'll do four or five small trips in a year and you'll do one big trip every other year. And then we can define what that looks like to find the budget for it and then build it around the income structure yeah my wife wanted to go to you know, pa- I, yeah my wife wanted to go to paris
1: guys but all i could afford her was was paris texas what she was she was not impressed with paris texas <laughs> at all i, I almost caused her hey, you didn't the lie air. to her i didn't lie. took her to paris, yeah, to paris. Was- <laughs> all
0: right
1: you you what took else Take her to moscow idaho <laughs> yeah, moscow idaho there you go there's another great place uh taxes we need to talk about taxes we have about a minute or so left guys
2: yeah. T- taxes are important uh, when you're looking at your retirement income and, and the key aspect of this, we also mentioned early in the show, and we start off with looking at what are forced taxable events. So there's certain things that come into play, social security, any pensions you might have, uh, once RMDs, right, required minimum distributions kick in on, on your investments once you're 73, uh, these events are going to start paying you, uh, especially with RMDs, whether you like it or not, and these are taxed. So we need to look at this. Um, You know, when it comes to your investment and how you plan when you're going to pull it out, you need to know what's non-qualified, what's qualified, right? Any Roth you have. So again, this goes into our holistic planning at Soundpath. And I think this is a good time to open up the the call lines. Um, These items that we've gone through today are things that we will sit down with you and specifically um, focus on your life, your savings, where you're at, and and, and go through these. Uh, We also go through things, you know, more in depth in things like Social Security, We'll discuss risk and what is your risk tolerance because risk matters when it comes to investments and, and into your retirement. We'll look at fees. What are you currently paying? Uh, maybe shed a little spotlight on that and uh, discuss uh, You know what's fair and reasonable in retirement planning. Um, we'll look at things like inflation, uh, the inflation and interest rates rising. Th- these affect all of us. And these specifically target retirees in a very unique way. So uh, like Ben said, we always keep 10 slots open every week for uh, our, our weekend listeners. And I'm not sure how many are filled already, uh, but we'd love to have you give a call. Come on in sit down. It's free of charge. Uh, if you call right now, you're also going to get a copy of Ben Koval's book, The Little Book of Big Answers for Retirement Planning Success. And uh, and when you come into us, it's it's uh It's something where, you know, it's going to be eye opening. And uh, we really look forward to sitting down with you. Our plans typically uh, really cater to those with a million or more in investments. But as we say every week, we never turn down somebody who really wants to take a good, honest look at what they have. So
1: give us a call. Hey, folks, it's uh, no cost, no obligation. As Matt said, get a better handle on your financial situation. Find out what your investments are really costing you because of high fees or commissions, what future tax implications will be and how much income you can securely generate from that once you do Move into retirement. All starts by picking up that phone, 877 249 6900. Punch those numbers into your phone right now, 877 249 6900. And Ben and Matt at the team at Soundpath Retirement Strategies are ready, willing, and able to talk to you, get you on that more confident plan for retirement, a safe and secure retirement. That's what you want. 877 249 6900. All right, we'll take a short break, back with more. Of Sound Path Through Retirement in just a moment with Ben and Matt. What's coming up next, guys?
2: Uh, Coming up next is our final segment, and that means questions from our listeners and answers from Ben and myself. So stay tuned.
1: Welcome back to the show. This is SoundPath Retirement. I'm your consumer advocate Gary Nolan. Back with us to help you take charge of your money is Ben Koval and Matt Lieberger. They are with SoundPath Retirement Strategies. A little bit about men, uh, Ben and Matt. If you're just joining us, over 10 years' experience. They're fiduciaries, which by law they have to have the best interest of their clients, and that's a very important distinction when you're looking for a financial advisor. And things we've been talking about on the show, the things you're going to want to talk to ben and matt about like life insurance and long-term care strategies we touched on that asset protection and so much more you know, we should play the conversation uh, during the commercials. That, that'd be pretty entertaining, don't you, don't you think, guys? <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, yeah. I, I, I don't know if they'll. I don't know if we'll still be on the air after that. But anyway, uh, yeah. we do. We do have a lot of fun, and we really enjoy doing the show here each week. And uh, we do pass along great information, but we hope to try to make it a little entertaining as well. All right, let's get to Sharon in Newcastle. Coming up on 59, I have a couple of million across IRA, Roth IRA, 401k, Roth 401, and ESAP, as well as 200,000 in my 401ks. I do not have a cash nest egg. I'm ready to retire, but not sure what to do about health care and bridging the gap. It is all my retirement accounts. I've got a great job, but I'm ready to make an exit. What are my options? What do you have for Sharon?
0: Good for you. That's fantastic. Yeah, good. So, again, we always talk about if you have enough money to retire, retire. Yeah. You know, walk out that door, make that exit. 59 years old means that you have access to those IRAs for income, and that's kind of an important part of it. So, if you are retiring earlier than 59 and a half, then the only access you would have to retirement assets is going to be the 401k. Otherwise, you'd have to have some level of penalty outside of, you know, Roths. You can take out the amount you put in. But that's not typically what you want to do so at 59 and a half you've got all the options open to you and how you want to draw that income in terms of the medical cost we talked about that in the previous segment so good timing but this is where you're going to go onto the exchange you're going to go to obamacare essentially and look at getting a uh, similar insurance plan that you currently have through employment Another option is that you can still do COBRA coverage through your, most likely, COBRA coverage, depending on your employer, but you can do that for 18 months at the point that you walk out the door, so you can continue your current policy for that long, and then you go open market, and it usually is about $1,000 per month per person. Generally speaking, that's the the ballpark, and then at 65, when Medicare comes in, then it'll be a little bit lower, so you're going to want to front load some of this as you first retire. So that way you don't give yourself an accidental pay raise at 65 when medical costs go lower, but uh, build it all around. And uh, I think you you probably are ready. So good for you. Congratulations. Step off. It's fun. Yeah, no, Sharon did a great job, and she has a lot of different investments, but, you know,
1: we don't know what type of plan she has, and talk about, uh, you know, getting into that deaccumulation phase, and that's why you really have, uh, Sharon, you need to go see Ben and Matt put it all together for you. You've done a wonderful job, and congratulations, but get a hold of uh, Ben and Matt. We'll give you the phone number in just a couple of minutes here. All right, let's get to uh, Benjamin in Mill Creek. My previous advisor kept my IRA and annuity with one brokerage firm, and while this question sounds a little paranoid, Here I am asking the question on the radio. I'm sitting down with you in a few weeks and I worry about my aforementioned advisor might be mad at me for leaving and denying access to the funds. Is this something that you'd be able to handle for me? So uh, yeah. Uh, What do you have for Ben?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, so this is the space that we're in is that it's not like this advisor likely did something bad for you. You know, if that does happen, then you got to leave that advisor right away. But if you get into a space in life where the plans that they're creating no longer fits what you're trying to achieve, then it's a natural outgrowing into something different. You know, so I call this the one size fits all advisors. If they've got 20 year old clients, they probably do great with 20 year olds. Can't quite do this so much with 70 year olds or not, not the same level of specificity. So it's very common to transition into more of a retirement plan. Now, nine times out of 10, Those advisors know that they know that there's just not a spot that they can fit as well as other advisors. And so a lot of times when you get down to that stage, you have options. You can either say, uh, Hey, this is what we're doing. You know, thanks for all your help getting to this point, but I'm transitioning to a different plan that's doing X, Y, Z. And they usually say, yeah, okay, that's, that's, I get it. Uh, Honestly, there's, there's nothing requiring you to talk to them. You can just have that money transfer over in terms of being mad. Most times, again, a professional financial advisor doesn't get mad about these things. They want what's best for you and understanding. Now, every once in a while, <laughs> you will get some people who are uh, not quite as... Uh, Reputable? As professional. I mean, we <laughs> okay. we had an example... I'm, I'm sweating a,
2: over here right now.
0: We had I'm an so example sorry. a couple of weeks ago where an advisor uh, actually started resorting to lying and scaring to try and get yeah. a client to stay with them. And you know, that's where you can start taking it up with, you know, authorities and other issues because that starts to, to go against licensure. So most times, no, they're not going to be mad. And of course we can help with that transition saying, you, this is how you say it. This is what you say, and this is what it looks like. And right. make sure that you're fully comfortable with, with all of that. So don't let that be a, a requirement or, or, or a, a gateway to having these conversations simply because this is your money. This is your retirement. You need to structure a plan that you know will work for you. And many times that does involve changing.
1: Yeah, and they can't
0: hold your accounts hostage. That's, that's illegal. That's no the way they can do that, right?
1: So, but uh, right. I, I understand why Benjamin would be paranoid about that. All right. Thank you, Benjamin. Let's yeah. uh, remind everybody this is Sound Path for Retirement. I'm Gary Nolan, your consumer advocate with me. Ben Koval, Matt Lieberger with us each week at this time. I want to give you the phone number, get on the calendar, because you deserve a more confident plan for retirement. It all starts with picking up the phone and talking to Ben and Matt and the folks at Sound Path Retirement Strategies, 877 249 877-249-6900. All right, let's get to Otto in West Seattle. My husband and myself earn a combined household income of nearly $200,000. We both maxed out our 401k and have done so for the last two decades. Are we allowed to open a Roth IRA for each of us? I heard some folks say we're not eligible to open one. Any input on this would be greatly appreciated.
2: Yeah, Otto. First of all, congrats on maxing out your four hundred one k's for for the past uh, couple decades. Wow. Uh, when when it comes to opening a Roth IRA, if that's what you're interested in, uh, absolutely. There there are limitations on income for opening uh, an IRA or or Roth IRA, and that might be what you've heard some folks talking about when they're saying you're not eligible to open one. But but you you folks are fine when it comes to earning nearly two hundred. The cutoff is what 218 now for a couple. Yeah. So, um, so you're absolutely fine to do that and to continue to invest. And uh, I, I just want to say again, congrats for doing that. Now, depending on on how how old uh, you folks are, I, I didn't see that age listed in there. Uh, but depending on how close you, you are, are to retiring five to 10 years out, uh, definitely come on by and talk with Ben and myself. One thing we want to look at is, uh, you know, Roth, traditional IRA, depending on age and goals, what, uh, what do we need growing tax-free and what do we need tax-deferred to have a holistic bucket in retirement? So, so come, on, come on in and see us, but absolutely, you both can
0: open your Roth IRAs. Another thing to keep in mind is you've been contributing to a 401k. Many employers nowadays offer Roth 401ks, and so that's a way that you can get a lot of money going into a Roth. And with the legislation that passed at the end of last year, you can now have your employer match. Roth contributions. Before that, they could never match Roth. They'd only match on traditional. So that might be a really good way for you to start to really pump up this Roth account. But again, there needs to be a a balance. You want some money tax deferred and you want some money tax free. You don't typically want all in one of those different camps. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, keep that all in mind as you end up deciding how much you're going to be putting in there. Another thing to also think about is if someone's listening and they're over that $218,000 mark, it doesn't mean you can't do anything into Roth. You can do what's called a backdoor Roth contribution. And that's something that takes a little bit more time to explain, but that does allow you to put money into a Roth. It is honestly a loophole. That's probably going to be closed sometime soon, but it's there now. It happens now. So you can still do it. All right. Thanks to Sharon and
1: to Benjamin and to Otto. We're pretty much out of time today. Thank you for all your questions. I'm glad you guys are listening to the show, and I hope that uh, helps. Uh, ben and Matt, uh, let's uh, wrap it up. Tell us, uh, tell our listeners what you'll do for them when they come see you.
2: Like we mentioned earlier uh, today, and we mentioned every week, we always leave 10 slots open in our calendar throughout the week for our weekend listeners. And uh, not sure how many are left. But one thing that we do when we come in and sit down is we're going to holistically go through Uh, a a retirement strategy, we look at five key areas that we like to go through with the fine tooth comb when it comes to creating a a comprehensive retirement plan. We're going to look at income planning. We're going to look at some tax planning. We're going to look at uh, uh, insurance planning, estate planning, and then of course, investment planning. And taking this holistic look um, is something that really, really needs to be done to, to turn that corner into retirement. Or if you're already in retirement, uh, this is a key thing to look at for, for what's going to uh, allow you stability and flexibility from now till age 100. So if you call now and you come in to see us, we're going to give you a copy of Ben Koval's book, The Little Book of Big Answers for Retirement Planning Success. And uh, again, our plans generally cater Uh, The best to those with a million or more in retirement. But once again, we never turn anyone down who listens to our show and wants to take a good look at what they have and uh, be able to wrap their brain around a a goal for, for moving forward in the future. So give us a
1: call. We look forward to talking with you. All right, Matt. Thank you so much. The number is 877-249-6900. 877-249-6900. Folks, it's advice like this. She shows you how important it is to meet with a financial coach who understands the ins and outs of the financial world. Take advantage of this opportunity. Make sure you're on the right path and your path is based on your risk preferences, your budget, and and your goals. The folks at Soundpath Retirement Strategies are standing by, ready to talk to you. The phone lines are now open, 877-249-6900. One more time, 877-249-6900. Nothing happens, nothing changes until you pick up the phone and punch those numbers in. You deserve a more confident plan for retirement, but it all starts with that phone, 877-249-6900. All right, guys, the show has flown right on by. I'd like to thank everybody for listening. We hope you found the information we presented helpful. Look forward to all of you being back next week. We'll have new topics and new questions right here on Sound Path Retirement. Thank you, guys, Ben and Matt. Great to speak with you this week, and I look forward to uh, next weekend already. Thanks, Gary. Thanks, Gary.
2: All content is for informational purposes only. It is not intended to provide any tax or legal advice or provide the basis for any financial decisions, nor is it intended to be a projection of current or future performance or indication or future results. Opinions expressed are solely those of Soundpath, retirement strategies, and staff. The information discussed has been derived from sources believed to be reliable, but is not guaranteed as to accuracy and completeness and does not purport to be a complete analysis of the materials discussed. The information contained herein should in no way be construed or interpreted as a solicitation to sell or offer to sell advisory services to any residents of the state other than the state of Washington or where otherwise legally permitted. Topics should be discussed with your individual advisor prior to implementation. Purchases are subject to suitability. This requires the review of an investor's objective, risk tolerance, and time horizons. Investing always involves risk and the possible loss of capital. Soundpath Retirement Strategies is not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other
0: government agency. Advisory services offered through Soundpath Retirement Strategies, an investment advisor in the state of Washington.